As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. So I have a really great person here today who is going to drop a lot of knowledge. And as you guys know, I go around this amazing planet finding the best humans on it so I can come on here with them to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. So today I found Maureen Ross Gem, and I hope I said that right. She is the CEO of Emerge Leadership Academy. She's a coach and a podcaster of Emerge Evolve Lead. She has overcome and, and um, really stepped over and have overcome um, recovery in her own life. And she now helps others do the same. So I am super glad she is here. Um, Maureen, did I say your name right? Is it Jem? You did. You did a great job. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good. I'm like, is it Jemmy? Is it Jem? What is it? Just Jem. Um, <laughs> I say like in precious stones. Just yes. Jem. Oh, I love that. I love it. So thank you for being here, Maureen. I think, you know, the kind of work that you're doing is so important, right? And so one of the things that attracted me to you and to, to uh, your story is what you've overcome in life, right? And I love that you didn't just overcome and keep moving. You actually overcame and now you are building something that helps helps others in recovery and in leadership. And I thought that that was so important. So I'm gonna let you know a little bit about this amazing audience you're speaking to. It is about 60% women, about 40% men, but there are um, lots of them are business owners, leaders. A lot of them are transitioning into ownership of businesses. So um, I think you're speaking to the right audience. And I wanted to start off by just letting them know a little bit more about you. So who are you, Maureen? Tell us about you. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for having me on. First, I want to say that I just love the name of your podcast, Straight okay. Talk with No Sugar Added, because right. you know too often we get a lot of that fluff. And I'm also mm -hmm. two weeks off of sugar right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the right place. <laughs> so I'm in the right place. Yeah. 
So yeah, I do have my own business. It's called Emerge Leadership Academy. I do a lot of leadership training. So I have been oh. traveling around New England for years now, um, working with groups and teams of people to really understand their personality style. So I consider myself a personality expert in everything from Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram and everything DISC. I mostly train in everything DISC because I'm an authorized partner with them. And I hope we get a chance to talk a little bit about that today. Yeah, I think you're, about whatever you want. <laughs> your listeners will be really interested to uh, self-identify their personality and know what their, their real strengths are and why some people in the office just bug the crap out of them <laughs> because you know if we can get past for me, that Maureen. right right <laughs> so I also do have my own podcast um it's called Emerge Evolve Lead and I have a coaching program as well I originally started I created my coaching program once all pandemic hit and all my 70 classes on the books canceled for that year, oh, I started, I put on, I created an online program and I decided I was going to work with people in recovery who were ready to step up in their career because we learned so many um, as recovering addicts and alcoholics, we learned so many leadership skills mm. in recovery that can apply easily in life. But That's what good. I found is actually that 80 to 90% of my clients in my coaching program are not in quote recovery or not addicts or alcoholics, but they also need the tools that I train so that they can step up in their careers and in life because it's so important, especially now, right? With all mm -hmm. of the mental mm -hmm. health challenges that this country is, that people are having within the country to be able to deal with life better, to deal with relationships better, yeah. and to actually make an impact at work. Yeah. That's well, that's, yeah, that's good though. That's really, really good. And, um, I, you know, I never thought of that. That is very true. You know, when you're going through recovery, you do have to gain some skills to keep yourself accountable, to keep yourself moving forward, to keep yourself from, you know, maybe falling back, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I never thought how beautifully that can translate into leadership. I love that you Indeed. pointed that out. That is that is solid, that is powerful because I think that also now gives somebody and anybody who's listening this feeling of wait a second, I do have tools because one of the things that we struggle with, right, is the unforgiveness of ourselves. Indeed. So when we go through stuff like that, we don't forgive ourselves and then we get imposter syndrome so we don't think we're good enough. And so you saying that I think can empower people, even just that piece, right, can empower someone to realize that they can go beyond that recovery phase. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah. And the thing about that, there's so many skills, right? When I have a class of, say, you know, 15 different leaders, especially when they're from different companies, when they're all, you know, from different companies, they come in, I say, all right, I break them into groups, stand up here on the at the flip chart, and your little group decide what are all the Think of the best boss you ever had and what are all the qualities there? The other group does like the worst boss that they ever had and what are all those characteristics and, and qualities. And the characteristics that everybody puts down on the best boss are things that we do that we learn in recovery or that we learn in leadership if you ever get to get that kind of training. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that is like honesty integrity, dependability, reliability, self-reflection. They coach, they care, 
right? They have empathetic listening. They are there for you and they listen. And even if they don't follow your advice in whatever it is that you were given your opinion on, when you feel heard, you're still going to follow them no matter yeah. what their decision is. So it becomes a real, um, and the listening, that listening is so, so important in mm-hmm. leadership. And it, that's, I think, what we gain when we're in recovery at first. We're just trying to figure out who we are. we learn to listen and then we're ready to give back. So I say first develop yourself and then you can develop others. Yeah. So take, take me a little bit through your journey um, because you're here for a reason, right? I I really believe that a lot of our struggles and things we've gone through when we've overcome, I, I feel like it is, it is no longer really our story, but a story we can use for others. Right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your story and your what you've overcome. Yeah, and way back, you know, in the day, my parents had six kids in eight and a half years. I'm wow. number three. Yeah, that's called Irish Catholic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was raised in this little tight knit group. I was one of this, you know, one of the pack, so to speak. And I was told what to do and when to do it and how to do it, when to sleep and what attitude to have and not to have. And so I, I didn't really know who I was. I was kind of told who I was growing up. And that's the case with almost everybody. We all have a story, right? We all have, have been through traumas in our growing up. Some of us much worse than others. I will say I've heard some incredible, um, stories of people who have overcome. I had a relatively happy childhood. My Our house, though, did burn down when I was 11 years old, and that was a, a huge trauma in my family. And my dad um, became an alcoholic. And although he was a very mild-mannered, you know, kind of uh, drunk, he was still emotionally absent. And there were things, there were codependent things that happened, and we had the cogs and the dysfunctional family going on in my teenage years. So our job is to break away as teenagers, right? And break away I did. And the time I grew up was all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So I fit right. I wanted to fit in. I didn't want to be a leader. I wanted to be one of the pack. That's what I was used to. And I did do that. And I just took what any, ever anybody gave me. I didn't want to feel my feelings. I wanted to escape. And I got into a really dark place, really dark. I barely graduated high school, but I did. I immediately started working in a bar. The drinking age was 18 back then. And I just uh, dove into experimenting with as much um, how to get high and different ways of being high and uh, trying to have a good time, right? But I wasn't okay if I didn't have a man in my life. I wasn't mm-hmm. okay if uh, if my boss didn't like me. I mean, I was looking for approval from everyone. Mm-hmm. And I was a very, very angry teenager. I just wanted to have a good time. And then when I wasn't high or drunk, I was angry. So it mm-hmm. was just a horrible dichotomy of of pain that I was going through. I tried a bunch of different things like uh, different guys, different jobs, <laughs> different places mm-hmm. to live. Nothing was fixing me. Mm-hmm. I did do a geographical cure and I moved to Texas for four years. I lived there for four years, San Antonio and then Austin. And finally I hit my bottom and I did reach out and I got the help that I needed. 
I was constantly running away from who I was and the chaos I was creating in my life. But I also knew I had a lot more potential. So I did get the help I needed. I got into recovery. I got into a 12-step program and I had to change everything about my life. Yeah. So I had this major transformation in my 20s where I did change all my friends. I changed the places I hung out. I changed the way I thought. And I moved back to Connecticut. I met my husband. We were both clean and sober for about a year when we got together. And then we... um, we, we just recently celebrated our 34th wedding anniversary. Uh-huh, um, awesome. we, we have a, a child who's 32 now. I say a child because she was a she and now is transing. So I don't know that they're, you know, how to refer sometimes. <laughs> you know, so right. I'm learning the new pronouns, um, but they are married and they have given me four beautiful grandchildren. Uh-huh. But over That's that great. time, I want to just tell you one more thing. Over that time, I have um, I had a 30-year corporate career, okay? So I have learned how to build relationships, advance, you know, in a company. It was constant personal growth in the background and learning how to really have a good time in life without mm-hmm. using substances mm-hmm. and feeling all my feelings and stuff. So that's kind of where I am today. So talk to me a little bit about that, you know, that rock bottom moment, right? Um, Because sometimes I think uh, people beat themselves up because they think they've hit a rock bottom moment and then they go back, you know, and then they're like, maybe that's not my rock bottom. So talk to me about your rock bottom. What was that moment that you said, okay, yep, I, I need help. You know, it's different for everybody, Nina, right? Because we, we have, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of sidestep your question a little bit because I think it's important for people to realize that we all have a pain body that we develop when we're like from the age of zero to seven, we develop this pain body. And what that means is it's just, that's when we start to accumulate different pain in our life. And if you can't handle the pain, we do things to escape, to cope, right? right? And if we're not taught how to cope with pain, we will cope in unscrupulous ways or ways that are socially acceptable. Um, They soothe us, right? Right, right. So it could be anything. Healthy coping is let's go down by the river and just listen to the water running and do a little meditation and, you know, or have a cup of tea and, and just breathe, uh, call a friend, go for a walk. But those are, you know, wonderful, healthy ways. And if we learn those, that's great. But there's also shopping and, you know, uh, sex and gambling and food and drinking and drugging and smoking and all kinds of things. So anyways, my, my bottom came in, um, I had I had been with a guy in San Antonio and we were boyfriend and girlfriend for about a year and a half and we were both working at the same company a wholesale picture frame supply company and we both were in San Antonio and I, he was the manager I was the customer service manager it was a small organization it was a wholesale so we had like 10 staff and then they moved us to Austin and once we got to Austin he said we're not living together. You're getting your own place. I'm getting my own place. And very shortly after we got there, they transferred him to Phoenix. So he was done with me. He didn't want 
me anymore. And I immediately got a promotion to manager. So I'm 24 years old. I'm feeling the pain of a breakup. I'm now the manager of six men who are working, you know, all of them are older than me. Some of them are married and I'm, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I, right. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of doing both jobs, manager and customer service manager. And I you, was and so this was stressed a, a out. moment of, um, was, was, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it was this still a moment of you using, you were still actively. Yep, I okay. was actively using. Okay. And so, but now I was alone. I was in Austin. I didn't know anybody. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't even know what bars to go to. Right. So when I, so I sort of th thought it's not okay to drink alone, but I couldn't handle it. So I would bring home either a jug of wine or a couple of six packs of beer every night and drink by myself. And when I couldn't stand the loneliness anymore, I would drive to San Antonio about an hour and a half away and I would drink with my friends down there. And one weekend I just had a really, really bad episode of drinking and drugging in San Antonio. And I woke up at 11 o'clock on a Monday morning in San Antonio, or I came to, I should say. And I knew I was supposed to be opening the branch an hour and a half away. And I got in the car and I raced all the way to work and I did open the branch, but it was like, that's not cool. You know, it was afternoon right. by the time I got there and it was clear how sick I was. I couldn't even work. And I, I didn't, I went home and I was like sick for two days and I realized I had a problem. Um, mm -hmm. so I, I did talk to somebody about it and they had me talk to their husband who was a recovering alcoholic. And he told me about AA I also knew because my own father had been in the program and my mom had gone to Al-Anon. So it was really um, an easy choice. Not easy, but here's the thing. I knew too much. I knew it wasn't going to get better. Right. I knew right. that if you, right. if I was an alcoholic, it was only going to get worse. And I was in so much pain and I was so lonely. And when I went to my first meeting, I saw like 10 couple, you know, people hugging, every hugging everybody else in the room. There was like 50 to 70 people in that room. And all these people are just hugging. And I thought to myself, wow, if I could walk into a room and have 10 people hug me, would that be this, the most amazing thing? Like I can even get, you know, for Klempt, would I think mm -hmm. about right. how, um, how moving it is. is what you were longing for, for right. so long. I had been in these lower vibrations of negativity and, and despair and hopelessness and all of this stuff. And then I walk into this vibration of love and it's like, oh my God, it was like, right. Oh, it was awakening. And I knew I wanted that. So awesome. I kept going. I just kept going. And that was Good February 3rd, 1985. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, and it's an everyday getting up and wanting to keep going, right? It's getting up. Wanting well, to keep sometimes going. you don't yeah. want to keep going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot of people go at. back yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. And it's not an easy thing, but there is a program of recovery. There's 12 steps. And when you work those, you do the inner work on yourself. And after about 90 days, I would say, finally, the desire to drink left me. It oh, was God. clear every day I wanted to drink, but I just went to a meeting instead. Well, I went to work and then I went to a meeting, but I did get another job. I stopped going to, you know, San Antonio to drink. I started making new friends. And the good thing was I didn't have any old drinking buddies there in that area. So it was real easy for me to oh, transition yeah. and no That's boyfriend or nothing. It was right. really good.
timing was right. The timing's right. And, the you know, I love that um, you had to change your environment. Like that's something I think a lot of us need to think about when we have these kind of struggles, right? Because the environment a lot of times is what triggers you. That's that trigger that makes you like not be able to, or fight it to be able to get over it or through it quickly. Right. Oh yeah. Triggers so, yeah. are everywhere. Triggers yeah. are everywhere. Yeah. But you sure. have to and be conscious of them. Mm-hmm. But you know how it is, Nina, like when you, um, I don't know about you, but like I had this 30 year corporate career and I had about 14 different jobs within that career because mm-hmm. I always, every other year I was changing, growing. I wanted the next level or I wanted the, I wanted to learn something new or I was just evolving. And I, I mean, education is one of my highest values. That's why I have an academy. That's why I teach leadership right, skills, right, you know, right. like, so in my personal growth, um, that was the next thing. And every time you change, every time you change, like, for example, if you move, if you have to quit smoking, the best time to do it is when you change jobs or you move to a new apartment or yeah, a new house right. or something. That's a good tip. Make a change in the bad habit when you change something that's like a good habit. Do you know what I mean? Mm, kind yeah. of making it your new trigger. Well, that's a good idea. It's a new anchor, really. Yeah, an no, anchor yeah, in yeah, a positive way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. I don't think I've ever heard anybody give that tip here. That's a good one. Um, so tell me about your academy. What are you doing at the academy? How are you helping others? Well, so Emerge Leadership Academy is basically um, training. So so the things that I, I can train in almost anything, but we're talking about communication, leadership, how to develop better relationships. And it's really learning more about you so that you can be more effective either in your role as a leader or as a team member. So I do okay. team building. I do all kinds of things like that. It's really oh, so fun. You, you kind of still incorporate that in, in a way. In a, in way. a way, but yeah. I, I'm not. But I have my own corporation. But right. <laughs> but I'm my own boss and my own yes. you know, um, taskmaster. So, so that makes a big difference because I'm not answering mm-hmm. to anyone. It's so mm-hmm. much easier to. Um, well, it wasn't that hard for me either in corporate. I actually loved my corporate job. I had a great, great time and a really good career. But I got to a point where. I couldn't get any higher. I hit that glass ceiling yeah. Yeah. and yeah. I wanted to do more training, specifically leadership training. And I wasn't getting that job that I wanted where yeah. I was. So I decided to go off on my own yeah. and I met the rule of 80, which is when your age and your, your years of service equal to 80, you can actually leave the company and get a small pension just as if you were 60. So I was like, oh, that will pay for my mortgage. So now I can start my own business. I didn't even know about that rule. That's cool. Oh my gosh, you heard that, right? Well, they don't don't have that anymore. Very few companies have that anymore. I just happened to pick the right one. That's great. You know, I I love that you said you loved your corporate job and you had a good time. I feel that way too. Like I, I love my job so much. Right. And everybody's like, Oh, but don't you, I I do have my own, I have my own thing. I do my own coaching, all that great stuff, but I do also love my leadership role and what I do. I do. I just love it. Right. So sometimes people think, um, that it's all or nothing, right? Like you're supposed to just hate your corporate job and leave that corporate job. I'm like, actually, I actually like my job. I don't, you know, I love, I I don't have any problems getting up in the morning to go to work. None of that. You know what, Nina, 
happiness is not found in your job or in your bank account or in your relationship or in your children or in, in your body. It is found in your mind, in your heart, in your soul, and you can bring it wherever you are. So it just really doesn't matter. And this is why I say, um, when I'm working with my, my clients, like you can create anything you want. But you don't have to leave your job. You can be right. happy right where you are. Right. You just have to f- work through some of these emotional blocks and some of, and, and change some of your belief systems about yourself mm-hmm. and do some forgiveness work. And then yeah. you, can, oh, yeah. you can do whatever it is you want, mm-hmm. even if you have a bad boss or whatever. It's yeah. don't, you know, it, it, nothing has any impact on you unless you allow it to. That's absolutely true. And and I'm I'm glad you touched on the forgiveness work too, because I I talk a lot about that because I believe in that uh, really wholeheartedly, right? Because I think it blocks you from a lot of things that you don't realize it's blocking you from. So now that's your academy. Do you do do coaching there as well? Is the coaching different? The coaching's Um, not different. It's just sort of like, I'm a I, I have one of those personalities, like creative personalities, and mm-hmm. I'm just doing the same thing all the time. So I love training and I also love coaching. So I have clients over here and, and other business clients that I do training with over there. I also speak a lot, like on these podcasts and mm-hmm. I have my own podcast and I right. have also written a book. So I'm a sponsor and I'll speak at conferences about that, about all kinds of things. So I teach people about transformation, but mostly I love talking about personality types to help people yes. understand who they are and own yeah, so their authenticity. Do you have a, um, like, the, do people go to your site to take this personality test or something? What's going yeah, on there? I have a little quiz there. Um, it is, it's just like seven or eight questions or something on um, that you can answer that will help you to understand your DISC personality type. So everything DISC is a, a Wiley & Sons brand. Wiley & Sons is a, is a, a publisher that's been around for 100 plus mm-hmm. years, and they have an educational arm. And they work with training companies to uh, sell their programs or to use their programs to educate people about their personality at work. Uh, so the, the, the quiz is actually what animal, find out what animal best represents uh-huh. your, your personality or your leadership style. And there's four of them. Uh, you might be a cross between two of them too. Like that, that's just to get you going. And then of course, for $150, you can meet with me, take the full assessment for, it's a 20 minute online assessment. And, um, and everybody gets that when they take my classes as well. And then you can meet with me one-on-one for an hour and really dive deep into your personality. Give you, they give you like a 30 page report on everything wow. that's all about you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I say. So when people that's take good. my coaching program, I say, you know what? It's like investing in a master's class that you would, a master's class in any university, but mm-hmm. this one is all about you. It's right, mastering right. you and your life and how to figure out how to create exactly what it is you want. That's a super helpful tool too. It really is because I've taken those personality tests at work and stuff like that. And it's helped me understand also my colleagues, right? So I, you know, because I'm so straightforward, obviously, right? Straight straight talk, no sugar added, you know, stuff like that. I've had to learn to adjust um, my directness with some people 
And it's because when we did our personality test, we had then a meeting where we all expressed a little bit of what, what our numbers were. I forgot. I forgot which one we took, but it was about numbers. Um, and of course, mine definitely matched me like 100 percent. Right. And then I realized like one of my colleagues who was a little bit more sensitive or needed a little bit more explanations, things like that. I realized that when when that person was talking, right. I said, oh, I have to. Okay, I have to approach this in a different way. Right. Yeah, very different. I'm, yeah, because I'm I'm very much like ABC. Okay, done. Okay, good. Let's go. Where You're very should, direct. Yeah, yeah, very, very clear, and and, yeah. and you want to get things done. So you are a fast paced, more. Okay, so can I ask you a couple of questions? Sure. All right, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so, are you more um, fast paced and outgoing, or cautious and reflective? Definitely fast paced and outgoing. Yeah. And so uh, if you're listening, right, identify yourself more, more than 50% of the time. Are you fast paced and outgoing or cautious and reflective? Most people know this right away. Sometimes mm -hmm. people are not sure and they might be right on the line. Okay. The second question is, are you more questioning and skeptical or warm and accepting when it comes mm. to meeting other people for the first time? Do you give oh. them do you trust them automatically accepting. or do you yeah. wait? Okay. So that means that tells me that you are, well, I'm going to explain the four like within 30 seconds. Okay. Yeah. So the first one is the D discs is D I S C and the D stands for dominance. And these are the folks that are fast paced and outgoing and more questioning and skeptical in nature. So they are very direct. They're super results focused, goal oriented, but they're sometimes forceful. Um, sometimes they, they really go after what they want. And this particular animal is represented by the wolf in my, um, in my, assessment. Uh, yeah, my quiz. And that way, they because they're doing it for the betterment of the pack, but sometimes they'll nip at your heels if you're not getting it done fast enough. Right. <laughs> the second um, one, the I, is the influencer, right? The influence is also fast-paced and outgoing, but they're more warm and friendly. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of enthusiasm and they're action-oriented, but they also love collaboration. They're more of the people people, right? They They they're not task people like the D's. They're more people pe focused. And so they love getting everyone involved and they always want to have a good time and they're super creative. So you and I, Nina, are eyes. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's, mm -hmm. that's just how it goes. And then we also have all of these things within us, by the way, I want to caveat that and say, we definitely right. all do. All right. So the people that are warm and accepting, but also cautious and reflective, these are the S personality types. And the S's are, it stands for steadiness. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, the I is the dolphin leader. Okay. That's oh, okay. the friendly, gregarious, you know, family oriented. Right. <laughs> and the S is, um, is represented in my quiz by the St. Bernard. They are loyal, faithful. They come to your rescue. They love people. They like collaboration, but they want stability. They want, um, you know, um, quiet, they're resource people. They don't like to say no. They're, they accommodate you, but oftentimes they over, they can be over accommodating, which mm. mean, you know, means they, they might be slower to make decisions because they don't want to disappoint anybody. They right. want to please all the people all the time, which is just impossible, as you know, in this world. 
Okay. The last one is C. It stands for conscientiousness. And the conscientiousness person is is more cautious and reflective and questioning and skeptical. So these are your engineer types, professor, researchers. They also are super organized and they like systems and processes and they are high, high quality conscious, right? They double and triple check things and they want to make sure everything's perfect. They get to, they become experts because they really drill down in their craft or their topic, whatever they're good at. And so you're right. If you're an I and you need to be working with a, a C boss, mm -hmm. then you don't want to be going in and say, Hey, how you doing? How was your weekend? And you're not right. all bubbly. <laughs> you know, get to the point. Right. right. Check the drama at the door, like, you know, and give them the facts. And that's the kind of thing yeah. that's so yeah. helpful when you know all the personality types. Yeah, it is really helpful. I mean, I did it, of course, like I said, a different one, but it was super helpful. And it also, um, and I don't know if your assessment also does this, where it talks also about maybe some things we can work on, like some trigger things yeah. or, you know, thing. yeah. And it was, that was super helpful as well, because then I realized when that other personality type that was totally opposite of mine did something, I didn't have to become an emotional response about it. I realized where they were coming from. It was super helpful to do this personality. Like you don't have to it's take a, it personal. Yeah. yeah right. right? <laughs> and the other part exactly. of that is, you know, I have a class on, it's called productive conflict. You know, mm -hmm. what triggers you and how, mm -hmm. to, how to reframe those triggers in your mind. Then the second one is agile EQ. What That's natural good. mindsets are that, you know, do you fall back on and how can you get out of your comfort zone to expand your emotional intelligence so that you can work with more people and be more effective. And then of course so there's good. how to manage people, how to delegate better, you know, so there's a whole variety of yeah, things that you so can find good. out on my website too. You know yeah. what, Maureen, this would be a great thing too, for people that have larger uh, companies. I'm thinking of I'm in the food business, right? So um, I am um, an executive chef and director of culinary operations. So I think about the food industry and how much we lack a lot of this leadership um, training that we yes. need for a lot of our leaders. I'm very big on leadership training. And so I have people, I have like a team of like 15 to 20 people. And so I'm constantly training them how to be better leaders, right? But for what you're offering or doing, I was thinking... Wouldn't it be great for you to do this with major corporations like a McDonald's, yeah. right? Like a Burger King. Like, and the reason I say that is because one of the biggest things that I've hit up against my industry is when I hire, when I'm hiring people and they come from these like fast food establishments. Right. And I say, why are you leaving? And there's like, the management is awful. Oh. Right. And I'm like, why is it awful? Oh, they talk down to you. They treat you like garbage. They're maybe a year older than me, you know, like stuff like that. I think this is something like, um, you know, I don't, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I just feel like you need to package this up and send it on over to people. Uh, because I think especially now, right. With the shortage of people wanting to go back to work with that stuff happening, these major companies need to rethink the way they're training their employees and not just putting somebody in a, in that place just because, you know no, what I'm saying? Yeah. What yeah. you're talking about is like what, how I describe it is it's kind of a culture change. Yeah. Right. You, yeah. It's, it's like, let's everybody get to know everyone else. 
Then everyone understands our styles. And this mm -hmm. is not meant to pigeonhole anyone to say, oh, well, they just give them the spreadsheet because they're good at that. No, it's not meant to just do that because right. we all have to grow and expand in our roles, but we all have to do things that we don't like sometimes. But when you're putting a team together, you can you know, you want to have all that diversity of thinking, but also Nina, I always remind people to remember personality is just one type. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, are all, exactly. there are also mm -hmm. dysfunctional personalities. There's mm -hmm. values, there's belief systems. Mm -hmm. There's so much that make us up into the people that we are experience our culture like all those right, things that right. um, we bring with us into the workplace but we have such high expectations of others thinking that well they should know well right. why should they know you have right. no exactly. idea what they grew up with exactly. none whatsoever so so we have to help like younger people, we have to mentor them in their 20s. And we mm -hmm, have to mm -hmm. continue to give growth opportunities and training to all people of all organ, you know, levels so that everyone can get to know each other. Yeah. We can't just expect our bosses to just be taskmasters. It doesn't work anymore. We have to change. It doesn't work anymore. Right. Right. I mean, uh, even going back a little bit to your story, and I know we're going a little over time, but even in your story, when you were in your 20s, you were managing a, a, an office and stuff that you didn't even know how to manage, right? how helpful would it have been right to have oh, yeah. <laughs> these tools available right and that's what i mean like i think you what you're doing is fantastic maureen and i'm glad that you are um impacting people's lives like that i'm glad that you started your own academy and that you're going after you know helping uh, corporations and businesses i think it's it's time for them to shift their perspective in the way they're thinking because people are not wanting to go back to work for corporations who are going to talk down to them. They're just not. That's and so, right. but if you give them the tools, not only will they be um, a, a better leader for you, but they're going to impact your team in a very good, strong way where you're going to have now maybe less turnover. You know oh, what I'm saying? I you guarantee can, yeah. you, you'll have higher productivity levels. Yeah. You'll have less conflict. You'll yep. have less interactions with HR. <laughs> you'll have right. lower attrition. Yeah. Right. And people right. want to save money. They become a lot more money. loyal. Oh, that yep. saves a company a lot, lot, a lot of money. A lot of money. money. Yes, lot of money. Sure. So thank you so much, Maureen. I love this conversation. I love talking leadership and training and and, you know, I like taking all of these amazing people who are listening through uh, through our story because we all have one. We're human. We right. all have one. And it's and I want them to be inspired and know that they can overcome all these challenges and they can still rise up to be the leader that they want to be. So thank you so much for being here. And before I let you go, I know that there's people listening to like, wow, she she knows exactly what I've gone through or what I you know what I need in my life. So why don't you give us how people can reach out to you, work with you, all of that stuff. Thank you. Well, you can reach out to me at emergeleadershipacademy.com. If you want to get on my mailing list, either take that quiz or I have another um, freebie giveaway, which is um, seven uncommon steps to getting a promotion at work. These are the things mm. that people don't think about. So get sign up for that and get it. And you can unsubscribe anytime. But I just send out, um, you know, a little newsletter every week about how to improve your life, how to be a better person um, and little stories. So anyways, that's that's how you can get in touch with me. And all of all website? of my stuff is on the website. Yeah. What website? You didn't it's tell us. Emerge 
Leadership Academy. There you go. Thank you, Maureen. That was awesome. Thank you for being on Straight Talk No Sugar. I, I really appreciate your time. I Thank do. you, Nina. Thank you. I appreciate you too. Thank you. Guys, you heard it here. Isn't she awesome? Maureen is awesome. Just make sure that you go on and uh, check her out. And also those little freebies. Go on there and be on our newsletter. I mean, if anything, if you're, I know that a lot of you that I've spoken to, because you guys are an amazing community, you are always like DMing and leaving comments and all of this great stuff. So please make sure that you go on and check everything out. I do want you to be better, whatever that is, right? Being a better leader, a better person, somebody who inspires someone else. That is what we're here for okay hey guys thank you so much for listening you are the best okay i have the best podcasting community ever i really do and i appreciate you guys being on here make sure you go on to winject.com slash register w-i-n-j-e-c-t.com slash register and register for my free community because i want to be really um connected with you and i want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way if you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you. Love you. Love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.